Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Veterans are who we are, what we talk about, who we fight for. This podcast sheds light on real issues facing our veterans. It informs the uninformed. It celebrates their triumphs and provides hope to those fighting a silent battle. This is Upholding Valor. Welcome. I'm Jill Atwood, your host for Upholding Valor with probably one of our most important podcasts to date. COVID-19 has invaded the United States. VA, more specifically VA Healthcare, is leading the charge on containing and treating the COVID pandemic and may likely assist the civilian healthcare sector as we move into fourth mission mode of emergency management. The surge of sick patients seems inevitable. Screening and care isolation protocols are in place. Visitation is limited. Campuses are on lockdown to prevent the spread of the virus. No one, and I mean this sincerely, no one is working harder than our incredible VA employees who are stepping up in the name of veterans while trying to maintain their own safety. I am so proud to work for this organization, the things I have seen over the last couple of weeks. Every day, we monitor bed counts, the number of veterans being tested, the number of veterans positive for COVID, and we talk about how we can do more and get more on behalf of our veterans and employees. Right now, we have 44 veterans across the country that have tested positive. Sadly, one has passed away in the Portland area and that number is sure to rise. That's just right this moment. I My number could be off by a couple already. The big push right now is limiting people on VA campuses and clinics. As we mentioned before, we are telling veterans not to come, but we still need to treat them if they are having symptoms. How does that happen? We also have stressed veterans out there that still need our mental health professionals. We know we have to limit contact and the way VA is tackling that is through a virtual health care. We are telling our veterans, call ahead. Who are they talking to? What advice do they need? How can we keep them from infecting other folks? It's with virtual health care. Joining me right now is Jeff Scott, and Jeff is the facility telehealth manager here in Salt Lake City. He works at the VA Salt Lake City Healthcare System, and he's going to talk to us about VA telehealth options and VA Video Connect. Jeff, I've been hearing so much about this, and I've been trying to promote it as much as possible. I mean, this is critical right now. Hi, Jill. Yes, it is absolutely critical. Uh, the VA telehealth uh, system that we've got up and running uh, is perfect for this type of uh, pandemic. 
Uh, it will also uh, carry over into uh, regular VA appointments when they get uh, when this is over. The great thing about this is you can call your provider and ask for a VA Video Connect. You can do it over your smartphone, over your laptop, over your desktop at home. You can do it in your car. You can stay safe where you are. Mm -hmm. The great thing about it as well is it keeps our uh, staff safe as well, keeps us uh, from getting infected as well, so we can take care of the veterans. Is it hard to use? I mean, we have some, you know, our older veterans might not be as tech savvy, and I think that, that that's the worry. You immediately say computer or, or cell phone, FaceTime, you know, whatever, right. and, they, and they just say, I can't do it. No, actually, the, um, the, what I've been hearing the feedback is we send them a link mm -hmm. through their email, mm -hmm. and almost everybody has email now. Mm -hmm. uh, they click on the link, and boom, there it is. Okay. The only thing they do have to have is a smartphone and the email address. So have you seen an uptick? I mean, tell me what you're seeing in the hospital. Tell me how you've been preparing. Tell me, you know, what, what you're telling your, um, your, your other telehealth coordinators. Yeah. How, how are things running? So this... Uh, uh, VA Video Connect has been going on for about 18 months now, and we've been working providers and veterans into getting uh, used to this because it's going to be a, a way of uh, tel uh, telehealth in the future. Yeah. Um, so uh, some of the providers are really grabbing it and, and uh, running with it. Uh, one of our providers did probably five or six visits yesterday by virtual care, uh, and it's worked out really well for them and the veterans. Uh, the veterans are sitting in their home, talking, having a uh, regular visit, mm -hmm. and we cre we are uh, treating it as a medical room. When we go into this video uh, conferencing, it's like they're going into a VA exam room, shutting the door, and it's just you and them. Mm -hmm. But the great thing about it is, too, is you can have others involved in it, and they don't have to be with you. You can involve your aunt in Oklahoma or your mother that's in New York that may be concerned about your health. So what is the difference... In, in the types of things that can be accomplished over this virtual health care. So the difference between, say, telehealth, where they'd have to go to a clinic and right. be in a room, versus VA Video Connect, where they can just sit at home on their cell phone. Right. Well, we do have a program within virtual health care. It's uh, home telehealth. And veterans can take their blood pressure, their weight, their blood sugars, uh, their um, oxygenation, mm -hmm. and it can be transferred to... Uh, their healthcare record, and they can be v seen in real time. So that's one thing great about it. Uh, this virtual care, I mean, there's nothing greater right now than this COVID-19 uh, pandemic to be able to surge with this. Mm -hmm. uh, they can sit uh, at their home, hit a link that's sent to them. They mm -hmm. don't have to do anything but open their email, hit the link, put their phone or their computer in front of them, and have a vi virtual visit with their provider. So how is it working with, with the, the COVID? So someone doesn't feel well. We're telling yep. them not to come. We're telling them to, um, well, they would call their provider first, correct? Correct, yes. Okay, so walk me through the process. Hypothetically, I'm, I'm a veteran and, and I, don't, I don't feel well. What do I need to do? So what you could do is you could call into your PCP here mm -hmm. uh, and tell them that you're not feeling well. And then the MSA should say, well, we can have a VA video connect with you to, so you can virtually see your provider. A couple things they'll ask them is, do you have a smartphone? 
what kind of smartphone it is, and you'd have an email address. And if they answer yes to those three, even if they don't have an email address, we can hook them up with an email address, walk them through it. We have a national telehealth desk that is uh, incredible. Uh, I know that they've spent an hour and a half with a veteran getting them connected, and they got them connected, and they mm-hmm. were in Vernal, Utah. So, you know, resources out there are kind of uh, limited sure. as, just because they're rural. Um, so you would call. Uh, they say, yes, we can set you up at 11:45 with your VA video connect they send a link to the provider they send a link to the veteran they both click on the link at the same or within you know minutes of each other mm-hmm. uh, they come up face to face hi how you doing the great thing is it's not just a telephone call it's I'm looking at you and saying geez you are looking a little peaked mm-hmm. you're a little short of breath when we're talking to you how are you feeling mm-hmm. um, and they ask all the COVID-19 screening absolutely. questions yep have you been traveling to any of the areas? Do you have? Uh, have do you know? Have you been around anybody that's been diagnosed with it? Mm-hmm. What are your symptoms? Uh, some of the, the COVID nineteen don't have any symptoms, but that's a great thing to be able to look at somebody. Right. Over, instead of over the telephone, you can't tell what they look like. So. So what have you seen thus far? Have you experienced a a, a connection like that? Um, what on a day to day basis? What are you seeing since this? Well, it's been what. Two weeks now? Really, mm-hmm. really, it seems like the last almost week, it's really ramped up. Absolutely, absolutely. And VA is, uh, again, like you said, leading the charge on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting all our primary care providers, all VA Video Connect uh qualified within Mm -hmm. uh, another week or so okay Uh, so we're going to have the appointments out there for them and what I've been seeing uh, again I've seen uh, providers doing you know four to six to seven of these VA video connects per day Mm -hmm. so and that's stopping six to seven if they bring one guest a good 15 people from coming on campus absolutely and that's just one provider yeah yeah so you multiply that by the number of providers we have which is you know Gosh, I don't even know. But just say 50. I mean, you're saving 500 people from coming in here. Right. And they probably, I, 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 I'm not a provider, but I would assume they uh, they might feel even more productive that way, having the ability to maybe see more patients this way. Uh, absolutely. Because, uh, and VA Video Connect is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's, I'll, I'll say that. But it's going to be for that person that you, you know what, I want to see you. But I don't want you here in person. So mm-hmm. I can see you on the video and say, yeah, you're you're not looking well. You're breathing heavy. I can hear it. Um, and, you know, as a veteran myself uh, and as you as well, sometimes, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. But when somebody is, else is looking at us without, you know, uh, judgment, they're going, mm-hmm. no, you're not really that fine. So uh, that's the good thing about this. Um, uh, the other great thing is, again, like I say, um, if you do have a face-to-face appointment and you go outside, you're dog ran away your kid is sick mm-hmm. you have a flat tire you can call up and say you know what i'm not gonna be able to make my nine o'clock appointment hey do you have a smartphone do you have mm-hmm. email do you have this we can do a va video connect instead so you don't lose your appointment and that keeps the providers productive as well so they don't have that gap uh where they're they're not seeing somebody they're you know they can see the walk-ins but you know they've made this appointment for this person at this time mm-hmm. so that they can see them so that's the other great thing it can be done on the fly I want to point out, too, because uh, I work in communications for VA, obviously, uh, to be patient with VA Video Connect in this virtual world, because everyone's virtual right now, yes. everyone That's, in yeah. the world. And so things are it's slowing things down. And so sometimes 
it may be glitchy and there might be a point in time during the day when it doesn't work don't panic keep trying there's always someone working on it to fix Absolutely. it off hours so i i just want to put that out there because um, we're pushing it hard and every t- everybody's trying to do this virtual connection right now so i, I want to i wouldn't want someone to quit trying just because we had a fail in the system for, absolutely for yes. a moment yes so jeff talk to me because you're you're up in the thick of things right now in the medical center um and and i know telehealth is 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 your lane but what are you seeing how are you feeling about this um i mentioned uh in the beginning of the podcast just how va employees are, are coming together and and stepping up and and getting it done what's it what's it like to be a part of that well absolutely you know walking around um uh, delivering these cameras and microphones and speakers, uh, second monitors to the providers and people that are going to be doing these VA. The halls are uh, quite uh, empty, actually. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't. I'm not seeing as many um, veterans walking around. I'm not seeing many veterans hanging out uh, because this is a gathering place. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I'm seeing that. Uh, I'm seeing everybody, you know, coming through the gates that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen people there that are doing their job, you know, helping us stay safe here at work while also uh, getting the veterans the help they need at, right at the right at the gate. So uh, I do like that. Game um, faces are on. Absolutely. And everybody's out there. Uh, one good thing is uh, when I leave here late at night, 5, 530 foothill traffic is uh, <laughs> fairly light. So that's kind of a nice thing. Because, like you say, everybody, all the universities are doing uh, virtual classes. Public schools are doing virtual classes. And then the people that aren't doing virtual classes, they're gaming, which takes up a lot of uh, things like that as well. So you're right. The entire world is on this. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, I mean, I'm proud to be a part of this mission, even Absolutely. though it's a scary, uncertain time, and I'm sure you are. Let's talk a little bit about... Um, what we're doing here at the facility to keep you protected and please chime in jeff mentioned that you know we're screening everybody that comes on campus so our employees have one entrance our veterans have another entrance we have people out there volunteering a lot of times on overtime overnights uh just screening asking those pertinent questions and just making sure everyone's safe um we do ask that you limit visitation and visitors that you bring with you for your outpatient appointments. It's so, so important. Unless you need someone to help you and they're a dedicated um, caregiver or, you know, just just someone you have to have there, please don't bring anybody with you. It's so yeah. important to, to limit the amount of people here. And then also, uh, we're not letting anyone who's under the age of 18 on our campus. And that's because they may have it and not know it and yep. not exhibit any symptoms at all and could be spreading that virus. Yes, absolutely. So, um The other great thing uh, we're, you know, how we are forward thinking here is that we're already preparing for when we do get our first case. I mean, it's not when it's, I mean, it's not if it's when. Absolutely. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about that. What you know anyway. So what we're already talking about through um, various services is uh, getting some iPads for that veteran that's sick in the room that can't have any visitors, but they'll have an iPad and we'll have offices here on campus where they can come and still have a visit. Uh, and that's important, you know. Uh, it's absolutely absolutely important. important. They can still be here and feel connected, and through that VA Video Connect and that uh, type of technology, that's the great thing about it, is they can still feel as though they're they're part of their uh, 
loved ones, veterans, healthcare, right. decision making, things like that. For yeah, them. and it is hard because we've shut down all the nursing homes as well. Yes. So no visitors um, for those most vulnerable patients yes. is is so so important. But listening to the chief of staff yesterday, uh, there you know that again the constant bed counts, the negative pressure beds that we'll need yep. for eventual positive yes. patients. Yeah. Uh, we have emergency tents set up. I mean, they're constantly thinking. Um, you know, float pool staff. Where are we yes. gonna Where are we gonna get? extra staff from yes so always a few days ahead yep the leadership here is very proactive uh set up incident command real in a quick and timely manner um they're you know always forward thinking how can we take care of veterans this way yeah and again the ipad was the one that came up well how are we going to clean it we can put it in a plastic bag throw the bag away wipe it down with alcohol and the next person can use it mm-hmm. as well uh, we are thinking about protecting you know each and every veteran as well as the employees so and i will say you know when i uh, when this first started, you know, entrance, uh, where we shut down the entrances, mm-hmm. the people that were coming through in those first few days, they were, you know, I couldn't even count on one hand how many people were felt as though they were, their life was interrupted. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they were thanking us. Uh, it yeah. was really, really great. Waving, you know, Very still had a smile. Yeah. Yep, still had a smile on their face. So one thing I want to note too, uh, because the, the big fear is our healthcare system will be not just VA, but oh, yeah. the whole healthcare system across the nation will be overrun. So it's like, how can we preserve beds? How can we preserve that personal protective equipment? And what all the hospitals have done, including VA, is um, just postpone elective surgeries. Yes. So that clear that frees up that post-operative space and it also frees up all that staff that would be dedicated to that post-operative care they can then be deployed to help care for potentially sick covid patients in the future so yeah it's been kind of a fine oiled machine around here thank goodness because it is a time of uncertainty and um I know that directors and healthcare administrators across the country are in constant contact and communicating with each other and how can we work together, share resources, yes. and, and make sure we're set. So, okay, let's talk about VA Video Connect one more time. Let's um, remind folks what they need to do um, if, if, if they're not feeling well or they just don't want to come to campus and they, and they have an appointment. Sure. And even if, you know, if they're just trying to protect their loved ones, maybe they have, sure. you know, sick, uh, maybe they have elderly parents at home or, or you know, very young children. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a great tool that we're using. Uh, a lot of our docs are really getting on board with it and using it to their to the max. Uh, you can call in and say, you know, I'd like to turn this into a VA Video Connect, I've heard. Uh, is there a chance I can do that? And they'll ask you a couple questions. Do you have a smartphone? Do you have a computer or a tablet with a microphone and um, a camera on it that you can talk to somebody with? Uh, And it's that simple. It's not FaceTime, you Mm -hmm. know, where you can, but it's pretty close because you get a link, you click on the link, and yeah, there you are. That's right there. Yeah, exactly. And I'd like to say the other great thing is about the VA Video Connect is uh, if we're here in Salt Lake taking care of veteran in Vernal and something happens while they're having this VA Video Connect session, and the provider feels as though they have to call 911. It's already linked into uh, the um, 
VA Video Connect appointment. Uh, the veteran puts in their address where they're at because we don't know what Vernal's 911 sure, is. Sure, sure. Uh, and if there's something that happens, we can still call 911. Even though we're in Salt Lake, we can still call 911 for people in Vernal or Colorado or wherever we're doing these VA video connects. Salt Lake, it doesn't matter. So that's another great thing that the VA is doing is that, yeah, we can still uh, provide emergency services through VA video connect. Jeff, thanks so much for dropping everything. I know you're really busy right now and and taking a few minutes to explain it because I know it's so important. It's all I've been hearing. Virtual health care, we have to push it. Yes. We have to get it out there. So thank you so much. And also for any other information on what VA is doing to, um, you know, help prevent the spread of of COVID-19, va.gov has everything you need to know, everything that we've talked about, about screening protocols, visitation, etc. So va.gov is that website. Thanks for joining us today for Upholding Valor. Stay safe, take care of each other, and most of all, be kind. This is Jill Atwood. I am a VA employee, Army veteran, and a veteran of Desert Storm. This is all very personal to me. There is no greater mission than to serve and fight for those who fought for us. Thanks for listening and thanks for caring. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe or rate us, or better yet, tell a vet and tell a friend to tune in by texting veterans to 57500 or go to ksl360.com slash veterans. VA is honored to serve you. Talk to you next time.